Hello, welcome to Young, Dumb and Jesus podcast. Here I'll talk about everything joyful, luminous, sorrowful and glorious. Join me on this journey as I set out to live authentically as a beloved daughter and bride of our Lord Jesus Christ. I will be sharing my experiences in my work with Jesus and I hope to inspire you to live authentically and find your identity in Christ and step out into the person that God is calling you to be. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Young, Tom and Jesus podcast. And so today I'm talking about painfully beautiful goodbyes. And our guiding verse comes from the book of John, chapter 14, verse 16, and it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. And so just read the book of John, chapter 14, the entire chapter. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful chapter. And yeah, so let's dive in. Jesus' disciples were afraid of letting Jesus go. And a life with Jesus is all they had known for the past three years. Jesus began his ministry at the age of 30 and was crucified at the age of 33, if I am not wrong. And anyway, so they had become accustomed to his presence. That was familiar territory for them. Um, they were used to being told, okay, do this, don't do that, go here, don't go there, things like that. And so the thought of Jesus leaving them was scary because that would be unfamiliar territory. Like, okay, before Jesus called them to be disciples, they lived a life that, they lived a life, I mean, they were just there, you know, like a life before Jesus and a life after Jesus, those are very two different things. And you know that, anyway, yeah, those are very two different things. So they were scared because they were like, okay, what are we going to do by ourselves? And so, yeah, we're talking about familiar and familiar and familiar and unfamiliar territory. And life can feel uncertain when we're moving into unfamiliar territory. And the disciples were afraid of being on their own because, I mean, who will be there to guide them? No one. And they will just have to kind of um, rely on the Holy Spirit, the advocate that Jesus is talking about, to guide them. But, hey, they do not know who the Holy Spirit is, so... How do you anticipate to receive a gift that you know nothing about? And yeah, so definitely that's scary because when you're told to kind of um, leave this life behind that you have known all your life and then go into something, like go towards a direction that you have no clue about, that's scary, yeah? And so anyway, um, looking, I understand why they were scared because on the night of the crucifixion, Peter denies Jesus three times. Yeah, and so Jesus has not even ascended into heaven at this point, and things are starting to go south. And all his disciples, with the exception of John, are nowhere to be found. <laughs> so everybody has run away, and Jesus is not even gone yet. So what will happen when Jesus is not around? Total chaos, right? But at least that's what the disciples think. But Jesus tells them that he has to go, and because otherwise if he stays then they cannot receive the Holy Spirit who will teach them all truth. And remember, Jesus was not able to teach them everything because that would be too much. Even us, like in our spiritual journeys, there's always something new to learn and we will learn something new till the end of our lives, like till the end of whatever. Because, and even I think still in the book of John, um, it is written that not everything could be compiled. Otherwise it would, okay, I'm just paraphrasing, but like, um, if everything could be written down, there would not be, uh, the books would be too much or something. I think it's something like that, but I think it's in the book of John. But anyway, you get the drift, yeah? And so 
I know I have wanted to hold on to places, to people, to things I thought I couldn't live without. And more often than not, holding on to them was hurting me more than letting go was. And this looks like friendships, relationships, material things, because <laughs> if this girl is something, is a hoarder. But I am working on it, okay? Jesus is helping me work through holding. And it has just been, I don't know, it's kind of um the fear of okay what if i lose everything that kind of thing or what if there's nothing better um i mean it's something like that and so that's scary of course that's scary it's like having money and then you're like okay i have to do all these things um but what if my money runs out then what you know it's kind i don't know whether that applies but it's that kind of like situation and so i have learned that i needed to let go of to let go of the old to receive something new and even more beautiful like i can count the number of times when um i have had when i have let go and then something just more beautiful came into my life and like these are god's gifts to me like the, it's those small things that make all the difference for me because i'm usually like oh god is so romantic oh my goodness god is so romantic but anyway that's the point and so but who wants to let go of the familiar right and walk the unfamiliar path right not me that's for sure like not me um i would rather stick to familiarity and kind of know okay after two steps i turn right after three steps i turn left then take a you know that kind of things because i have found myself when i am um, okay when i am driving on unfamiliar roads oh my goodness that scares me like i am always on edge on my seat because i'm like okay at what point do i turn right google maps is telling me um turn right after 400 meters but how far is how far or how close is 400 meters you know like you're not used to this particular road and so you're like okay is this like here is it there and then you okay the worst part is finding two different right turns and you're still not sure that it's within 400 meters you get me and so yeah that's exactly what it feels like walking on unfamiliar territory but you know the familiar road is like oh i'm 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 here i'm moving to point b from point a to point b i know i have to turn left and then i have to turn right and then i have to cross a railway whatever and then i have to turn left again and then i get to my destination that kind of thing and so that isn't scary because you know you're familiar but god knows what he's doing when he asks us to let go he says the, big, the bigger picture and we don't like for us we're just seeing now we do not know what will happen two hours from now we do not know what will happen tomorrow i mean we know what happened yesterday we know what happened a year ago five years ten years ago but we do not know what will happen a week a month from now and that scares us um and especially for people who like being in control me being one of them and my dad that scares like that is so scary because you're like okay if plan you get to you want to come up with plan a to plan z because you're like if plan a doesn't work i'll go to plan b i'll go to plan c i'll go to plan d you know you have all things figured out but it really takes a lot to put your trust in god and be like you're my only plan like if it if you don't come through for me i'm done for you know and god has <laughs> oh my goodness praise jesus because he has worked so hard to get me to that point and was like okay you do not have to have all these plans i am your plan like when have i failed you know and looking at the bible he told abraham and sarah that they were going to be parents 
and Abraham is 100 years, Sarah is 90 years. They're not parents. Like, okay, they became parents when they were 190 years. But like, they get to that age and they're like, wait, we're not parents yet. But God said we were going to be parents. When is this going to happen, you know? And so that kind of faith, that kind of trust, oh, that is so crazy. No wonder Abraham is the father of faith because mm -mm, that is not easy at all. Because most times God will tell us, okay, trust me, I am going to provide you with your daily bread. And you're like, no, God, I just have to come up with a plan, you know, in case you don't come through. But the story of the Bible, the Bible is literally a story of God coming through on time. Like God is always on time, in time. Just in time, just on time. I don't know. But God's timing is always perfect. That's the point. And you know, you, you think, um, okay, I missed my chance. And then you realize, wait, that wasn't an opportunity for you. Like God has a better opportunity for you. And here it is. And it's way more perfect than you could ever have imagined, that you could never that you could have never have can come up with that or and you know that no man no living human being will have orchestrated something like that it can only be god you know and he knows things that we don't and things he knows things that he will never let us know because he knows they will hurt us and that is how much he cares about his children so when god tells you my child have faith in me trust in me i'm going to come through he actually means it like he's not messing around he knows what you need even before you need it and so he trusts me he's going to come through like um sometimes it's like these things that seem so trivial but trust me that the fact that he knows that you need that thing he knows that it means that much to you and if it means that much to you it means that much to him because in the first place he's done who put that desire in your heart to kind of need or want that thing or kind of take the path that you're taking sometimes not always but you get the drift and anyway so a few months ago i was in this situation and i was praying and for a while i had stopped reading the bible i had stopped praying i had stopped going to church you know like for a, for a period of time and so i start i start listening to someone's again i start going to church i go for the sacrament of penance slash reconciliation and you know i am starting to rebuild my relationship with god right and so you know when god is drawing you closer to him god and sin do not exist god and bad habits do not exist and so when he's drawing you closer to himself he needs you to let go of those bad habits, okay? Because you are not going to lie. You are not going to cheat your way through things. You are not going to steal and still say, um, okay, I am still praising God in this moment of stealing. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to give up sin. You have to give up bad habits for you to actually like build a very strong relationship with God because God is perfect. God is pure. And that's the, that's the goal of every Christian. The goal is to be like Jesus, and Jesus was perfect in every aspect. We are not going to attain that perfection on this side of heaven, but um, the least we could do is ask God to give us the grace to do things in a way that honors him, okay? And so, um, I am starting to rebuild my relationship with God, okay? But I was holding on to something that was bad for me, and something that I knew God was going to ask me to let go of. But I did not want to let go. I wasn't ready. Like, come on. This was my security blanket. So how was I going to give that up? And, you know, 
I knew, like deep down in my heart, I knew that was the one thing that God was going to ask me to give up. But mm-mm, let's go, stubbornness. <laughs> but anyways, and God, being a good father, allowed that loss. It was painful, y'all. Like it was so painful. Uh, but he knew that down the road, it would have completely destroyed me. And it was going to lead me down a path that was dis- that was dishonoring to him because... In so many ways and in so many instances, I was already dishonoring him. I was already dishonoring him with my actions, with my words, with my thoughts. I mean, God knows everything that we're thinking about. So don't start thinking that you're going to start, that you're going to think bad things, bad thoughts and things like that. And, you know, still have space for God in your head, if that makes sense. But anyway, so I know that this is going to, this is something that God is is asking me to let go of, but I wasn't ready. But anyway, he allowed it to happen and it did not come from my end. So that my but that hurt my ego like crazy. And I was like, uh-uh, you should have helped. Let me have the last laugh kind of. And, but anyway, it got to a point and I said, God, may you will be done. But I was hurting, like I was hurting. But deep down, I knew that was the best decision for me. But it was still hard to accept. And it was even harder to say, thank you, Lord, for allowing this heart. So I really struggled. I struggled. But months down the line, I am beyond grateful for grateful to him for that for that heart. And I cannot even count the number of times I have told him, God, thank you. Just thank you for allowing this to happen. Thank you that I am not here anymore. Thank you that I am not in this place anymore. Thank you for giving me the grace to let that go. Because um that heart has blessed me in so many different ways and it has brought me to a place where I'm just like okay god it's you and you like it's either you or nothing and I'm just in a place where I'm like you are my plan a to plan z so if you do not come through for me I cannot come through for myself nobody else is going to come through for me so if you do not come through for me that's it like I'm done and um throughout my life um i have had to say goodbye to a lot of things but recently since that do i call it an epiphany but since that um encounter with jesus and him just showing me that this was the best for me i have had to say goodbye to bad habits that were comfortable because um bad habits can be familiar and they they can be like the usual until it gets to a point where your your bad habits lead you to greater sin mortal sin and you're just like oh no this is okay because that's how much you're justifying your bad habits well that's how much you're justifying sin but sin is sin it doesn't matter even those small white lies i mean that's still sin like god does not lie and so if you want to be more like god just don't lie and so those are things that i am learning i have had to say goodbye to familiarity and actually step out step out in faith into the unfamiliar and to put my trust in god and be like okay god i know that you will guide me i know that you will hold me like you will catch me when i fall like he's my safety net at this point i'm just like okay I have nothing figured out, but you know what my future holds. So I'm going to trust you to guide me, to lead me, to listen, to love me through it all. I'm going to make mistakes in the along the way, okay? Because, I mean, we're not perfect, and God knows that we're not perfect. But it's um, being in a place where uh, you have allowed God to be the 
uh, to be lord of uh, your life and every aspect in your life to be lord in your heart to like be your number one not actually number one to be like the center of your life get what i mean and so yeah um that has looked like me just dropping all those bad habits and uh, stepping out in faith and trusting that you know he's got me and he has come through for me i will tell you for sure that he has come through for me he keeps coming through for me even in those uh places where i thought i was too broken he's just like no my daughter i get it like i know what has happened throughout your life i knew you before you were born i knew things were going to happen because there's god's will there's free will and then there's the enemy's will and that free will that he has given us we are free to do whatever like we are free to do to honor god with it and we are free to dishonor god with it so he knew what my life would be like and so at this point he's inviting me and asking me come back to me my child like i will help you figure this out i will heal those places that are broken i will heal those places that are wounded i am going to redeem you i am going to renew your life you know and he's like i know this is unfamiliar but i need you to trust me and that's just it like it's not easy i'm not saying in the least bit that it's easy because it has taken me what um how many years now i think 3 4 years to get to this point so um he grants you grace along the path like whatever it is whatever chapter you're in in your life he will give you the grace to walk through that chapter and he works with you as long as you invite him in and so he has given me the grace of surrendering to his will and it's something that i have to renew every single day and surrender is laying down your will for his will and being like okay god may your will be done I know I don't know what your will is and you know that sometimes he's going to ask you to do the hard things and you're going to be like no god I cannot do this like I cannot possibly do this but trust you me you put your trust in god even though he asks um you to make some difficult decision or take some difficult steps he's going to give you the strength and the grace to actually do those difficult things recall the story of Moses um He calls Moses. Moses is just, you know, taking care of his father-in-law's flock and he calls him through the burning bush. But Moses is concerned that he's not going to be able to speak. But God is trying to reassure him that Moses, um I am going to give you the strength to go and speak in front of a king. I mean, um he asks I think a question about whether he's I don't remember that verse properly, but it's in the book of Exodus, the first I think the third chapter, fourth chapter, I'm not sure, but like among the first chapters the call of Moses. And so God equips us for where God provide God uh, where God guides he provides and that is so true like just look at the stories like look at the story of Joseph look at the story of Joshua look at the story of Moses look at the story of Jacob look at the story of Abraham look at the story of Esther oh, I could name literally all the characters in the bible and how God has just provided for them you know and oh look at the story of david he was just a mere shepherd boy but he becomes king i mean god does not need you to be professionally equipped or to have all the knowledge in the world for him to give you an assignment he gives you an assignment and equips you fully for it trust me he does and you think you're not good at talking hmm, try god you know try god and so um yeah that has just been beautiful like me saying goodbye to all those things 
<laughs> yeah, that was hard. But the beauty that has come from it, I could not trade it for anything. And so have the painful goodbyes been worth it? Absolutely. They are worth much more than gold and silver. And he has taught, he has taught me to stop reaching back into my past whenever things get tough because I can't move forward if I keep looking back. Um, most of the times um, when I'm faced with a tough situation and I remember, oh, okay, um, I can go back into my past, into the familiar into the familiar territory that I know and you know I can try doing things the way I used to do them or I can just go back to that place and stay there um, and he's calling me to move forward he's like okay girl I am taking I am calling you here and I am going to give you the strength I am going to equip you with whatever you need for you to move forward but if I keep going back to that place of insecurity and being like no god I can do this then how am I supposed to receive his gifts? How are you supposed to receive his gifts, you know? And sometimes you just have to be daring and be like, okay, God, I have no idea what I'm doing, but you know what you're doing. So I am doing this because I know you know what you're doing, but I don't. And you see the bigger picture. So I'm going to trust you to get me through this. Honestly, that's all we need because I feel like um, we are okay trusting, um, looking at the Bible and be like, oh, God can do that. God, Jesus can multiply two fish, two, two loaves of bread and five fish and feed 5,000 people. Okay. But when it gets to um, applying that practically in our own lives and being like, okay, God is going to provide for me, uh, to provide a meal for me. Mm, I don't think so. Why is it that that is where we draw the line, you know? Because, um, let me just take an example. It would be like, if God came to me and told me, um, it's, it, okay, it may be, what's the example? It could be raining, but God came and told me, I am going to light a fire here in uh, where there's so much water and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just going to be like, um, I don't think so. I'm just going to find firewood, some dry place, and a matchstick, and I'm going to light the fire myself, you know? That's that kind of thing. I feel like we do not give a chance to God for him to actually be God, if you get what I'm saying. We want him to be God, but then we're just like, no, God, this is where you stop, and then this is where I begin. But that's not the point, because God begins where we end. Like, um... God's power begins where our strength ends. Just look at the story of Jacob, where his self-reliance ends. That's where God steps in and, you know, he changes the story. He changes everything for Jacob. And that, um, that night when Jacob is fighting with the angel of the Lord, he gets a new name, Israel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think so. And so why do we draw the line when it comes to receiving those beautiful gifts, receiving those miracles that God is blessing us with? Why is it that we are so doubtful, but we're looking, um, it's like God telling us, okay, you have this problem, or maybe you're ailing from something, or yeah, you know, and God is telling you that I'm going to heal you. But you're just looking at um, and you're just praying and you're like, God, I'm not sure that you can heal me, but okay, you can go ahead and try. But so many times when maybe a friend or a family member or something like that, uh, or someone like that, someone close to us is sick, we want to be like, okay, God, heal this person. And we're actually trusting that he's going to heal them. But why not receive that when it comes to us, you know? Because um, God... Um, 
doing miracles in our lives may seem unfamiliar and it's kind of like okay god um you could show up but most of the times i have had an experience with people you know so this is going back to the familiar the old thinking of i have put my trust in people but they have disappointed me i have expected too much from people but they have disappointed me but god is not is not a man that he should lie and god loves you like god loves you and i know that's unfamiliar and but why not trust him i mean that's the same question i ask myself sometimes because i'm like why am i not trusting god i mean he has come through for me so many times and he has walked with me in on like a new path in a new country he has provided everything for me so why is it that at this point where something so minor has happened and i cannot trust him to make a way for me like what is the point you know and so um going back to unreaching the past like when we keep going back to old to the old way of thinking to the old memories and we keep comparing that with god God is definitely unfamiliar unfamiliar territory because our journey of faith that's different like that's new it's different from the way of the world how we we used to doing things how we used to relating with people but um the bible reminds us um the israelites when moses took the israelites out into the wilderness they crossed the river and the egyptian the pharaoh and his army i mean <laughs> Egyptians are funny but sometimes I'm like okay the old testament there's nothing to relate to in the old testament in our current lives but we're exactly like the israelites back when they were in Egypt so Egypt was familiar territory for them like there they knew okay they're suffering um hard labor and things like that but they were getting food they were getting water at the end of the day they had shelter and so <laughs> oh my goodness this is funny the entire time they are praying to god asking him to rescue them from the egyptians asking asking god to rescue them from the hard labor and all those difficult circumstances and god sends moses and this is um okay moses and aaron because moses refused to speak even even though god assured him that he was going to be okay so moses and aaron but moses was you know the leader anyway i digress and so the israelites want to be rescued from this god sends sends them um a leader uh, someone to rescue to lead them out of egypt but they still cannot trust that person because um things are getting worse uh because you remember that when moses went goes to pharaoh and he tells them that he needs to the israelites go to go and worship god in the wilderness pharaoh starts saying um no now stop giving so stop supplying bricks but they hmm, straw stop supplying straw but they have to make the they have to go get the straw and make the same exact number of bricks they were getting even when they were being supplied with the straw and so <laughs> the egyptians are like why have you come you know instead of rescuing us you're making the situation worse for us it will just be better for you to go back to where you are you're from you know and so many times i have realized that before things get better they actually get worse like i have been there when things for me i was just praying to god and i was like god please help help me like maybe situation get better but things actually got way worse than i expected and i was like okay what's going on but most of the times it's 
it's understanding that even when we're praying to God, we're still trying to do things on our own. And God will not step in until we reach the end of ourselves, until we stop, we stop being self-reliant and actually hand the reins over to God. There's nothing much he can do. Like, it's almost as if we're tying his hands because we have free will at the end of the day. And if we do not surrender so many areas of our lives, if we do not surrender our lives, there's no way God will come and impose and be like, you have to surrender this. I am taking the reins um, from your hands by force. No, God does not do that. So if you do not hand the reins over to him, oh, trust you me. God will not impose. He will just wait until the day you decide, okay, I am done being self-reliant. God, just... Just come do your thing, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, I digress. So the Israelites, um, so eventually um, Pharaoh lets them go. This is after the death of the first ones in Egypt. And so they see the miracle of the water parting. What river was that? Anyway, they see the miracle of Moses raising up his stick and the water parting and they're able to cross on dry land but the egyptians sink when they try to follow the israelites and so they they keep going through the wilderness so they have no shelter they have no food they have no water they start complaining and they're like mm -mm. why did you take us out of egypt only for us to come to come and suffer here so the wilderness is unfamiliar territory for them but egypt was familiar territory they knew that at the end of the day they would get food they would get water and and they would sleep in houses actually so they were they were safe but here in the wilderness it's open land there's there, there's nowhere that they can find water just like that they do not have food <laughs> so they keep complaining and they want to go back to egypt i mean just look at that they're crying to god to get out of egypt but now because they're in the wilderness they are crying to go back to the same place they wanted to get out of i mean that is us. That is exactly what we do. That is exactly what I have done, you know? And it's funny. Honestly, it's funny because we want to get out of a bad situation, but when we, we move forward because it's unfamiliar territory, we want to go back to that bad situation because, you know, we know what to expect. But look at what happened in the end. They missed out on getting into the promised land, the land of milk and honey, the land of Canaan. Like just think about the blessings we miss out on because we cannot trust God in the unfamiliar and because we keep going back into the familiar and keep getting stuck into the familiar. Just look at that. Like, oh God. Like, just think about that for a minute. Just think about that for a minute because uh -uh. Uh -uh. it should not be like that. God sees the bigger picture. Like, he knew the beauty of that land. He knew the beauty of the land of Canaan. He knew the beauty of a land of milk and honey. And literally, he was going to provide for them. I mean, um, he provides for them manna in the desert. He gives them water from a rock. Oh, goodness. <laughs> God is still in the, like, he's still doing miracles to this day. He is still performing miracles. He is still healing the sick. He is still helping. He is still lame, uh, healing the lame. Like people are walking. People who could not speak before are speaking. People who could not see before are seeing for the first time in their lives. What can God do? So what is it that hinders us from trusting him? And then, 
so the old testament honestly i enjoy reading the old testament because i see a lot of myself in all those people in the old testament like mm -mm. uh anyway so look at what happened to lot's wife they were told run when sodom and gomorrah started burning they were told run but don't look behind anyway lot's wife decides she knows better what happened to her she became a pillar of salt just look at that this is what it costs us to like when we keep going back to the past when we keep going back to what is familiar when we keep going back to places that god has um delivered us from to places where god has helped us get out of this is what happens we either miss out on the land of milk and honey or we become pillars of salt like oh goodness <laughs> I am guilty of that. Like, I know I'm guilty of that, but I am just praying that uh, God grants me the grace to surrender my past, to surrender my present, and to surrender my future so that I do not have to keep going to my past, to keep going back to my past, and I do not have to keep reaching um, out to my past and being like, okay, I have to take this part of my past and bring it, bring it into my present because it worked for me in the past, so it should work for me in the present. But that's not what God wants. You are a new being in Jesus. Like, uh, how, uh, oh goodness. <laughs> like, you are fully redeemed. You are a new being in Jesus Christ. So, what are you going to do? What are you going back to do to that place, to that person who was you know, not surrendered to God, whose life was just, mm, let's go with the flow of the world, let's do this because people do it, because it's a norm, because, you know, it's what we used to, but that was sin, you know, like, looking at my life, I lived a life of sin, a life that was not honoring to God, so what is it that I'm going back to get there from that, that place, you know, I am living a life that honors God now, so if I keep going to pick those pieces back from a life that dishonored God, I am going to bring that dishonor in my present and I am going and I'm not going to move forward in the way that God desires for me to and I am not going to receive the blessings that he desires to bless me with because I am not honoring him, I am not following his teaching, I am not living out his truth, I am not allowing myself to, uh, to be changed, for my heart to be changed by his word. Get what I mean? Anyway, so... Just stop going back into your past. It's not it's not a plus. Like it's not a good thing because we'll just you you just start falling back. You just start going back into the old habits, into the old patterns. And those are not good for anybody. Mm -mm. They are not good in your walk with Jesus. And so, I mean, but unless you're going back and looking back in your life and being like, I am testifying of God's faithfulness and goodness, you know? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's the best part. Like, it's just looking at it and being like, God took me out from Egypt and has brought me to Canaan. And, you know, okay, maybe not to Canaan because Canaan at this point is heaven. But, like, you're on a journey in the wilderness. He's providing for you everything that you need. All you need to do is be like, God, I trust you. And, you know, he's going to direct you. He guided the Israelites with a cloud um with a what? With a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire. A pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. Yeah, I think that's right. He provided everything for me, for them. But the Israelites still complained day in, day out. So if there's something else you need to do, remember to ask for the grace to be grateful. Like, 
you need to be you need to be grateful in everything give thanksgiving that's what paul tells us in one of, or one of his letters and so yeah just keep soldiering on god's got you and he has a beautiful plan for your future you just need to trust him like if the israel israelites had trusted him they would not have made themselves a golden cow a golden calf um as a way to kind of look and be like oh oh you rescued us from egypt i mean god rescued them from egypt but because they could not see him they were afraid they were like okay we're just going to make ourselves a calf because you know at the time Moses had gone up the mountain to get the ten commandments like the book of exodus is a beautiful book anyway so i say keep soldiering on god's got you you know so yeah Anyway, I will leave you with a verse from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 18 to 19. Do not remember the former things or consider things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. You do, not, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do not be so do not be afraid of the unfamiliar like god's got you he knows you he knows what you need before you even know it he knew what the israelites needed they only needed for uh, they only needed to trust him he was going to provide every single thing for them you know and he he made a way in the wilderness he gave them water him <laughs> oh gosh he gave them manna he gave them water in the desert so i mean he is god all you have to do is invite him into every step of your journey it's going to be hard and some days you're just going to feel like okay where is god but i like to think okay not i like to think god thrives in silence and so in during those moments in my life during those times in my life when i don't feel like i hear god i always remind myself that god is most present when it's the most quiet because God thrives in silence. Um, you know, um, I like to look at the life of St. Joseph. This is a saint who lives, like, you almost know nothing about him in the Bible. But just look at what God did through him. He entrusted Jesus, baby Jesus, and Mother Mary to Joseph. And he trusted that Joseph was going to lead them, to spiritually lead them, to guide them, to protect them. Um, Joseph goes with them to Egypt. He takes care of them. Like, Joseph was so silent, but God was so present in his life. Oh, my goodness. Like, I admire that kind of silence because I'm just like, mm, okay, in, the silen in this silence, that's where God is. So I'm going to live for the silence because I know God is closer than ever before in the silence. So... Yeah, and yeah, let go and let God. I'm not kidding. Let go and let God. He's got you. And that's it for today. Follow me on Instagram at Christian underscore millennial. And until next time, God bless.